Many conversations include requests for something. In a month when our theme is simplicity, and in a message that looks at relationships, I begin with this story. A man was walking through a forest wondering about life. He walked, wondered, walked, and wondered. He felt very close to nature. He felt very close also to the divine. So close he felt as if he spoke, God would listen. So he asked, God, are you listening? Yes, my son, I am here. The man stopped and wondered some more. Then he said, God, what is a million years to you? Well, my son, a second is like a million years to you. The man continued to walk and to wonder, walk and wonder. Then he looked to the sky and said, God, what is a million dollars to you? My son, my son, a penny to me is like a million dollars to you. It means almost nothing to me. It does not even have a value. It is so little. The man looked down and wondered a bit more. And then he said, God, can I have a million dollars? Sure, just a second. <laughs> Have you ever been concerned about the holidays? Ever fret about things that have happened or might happen through this holiday season? Many of us expect the best during the holidays, but this is a time when problems seem to creep in. Up to 10% of our population suffers from holiday depression to some degree or other, said psychiatrist John M. Grohol. Now, Grohol is the founder of Psych Central, an online patient advocate and the publisher of independent, objective mental health information. Grohol's work was designed to reduce the stigma associated with mental health issues. He uses statistical analysis to demonstrate the frequency of psychological difficulties present in our society, and concludes that 10% of the people around us suffer from a holiday depression. And that might include one in 10 out of you. There are several difficulties people encounter during the holidays. Darlene Lancer, a sociologist, has produced a list. Loneliness or grief casts a pall across the holidays. That is so true. So true. This is a good time to spend some time with those you know are grieving. They will appreciate it beyond your wildest expectations. Loneliness or grief. But there may also be financial strains. Seasonal affective disorder affects many. There are rude, ill-tempered, self-absorbed people out there as well. While it is difficult to please everyone, 
even in the best of circumstances. It is a much greater strain if you are holding a hot plate of food, bumping elbows and shoulders with who knows who, have children scampering around your legs as you attempt to negotiate the distance between the oven and the table. There are so many potential sources of stress, it is no wonder that 10% have holiday depression. Even on our familial gatherings, filled as they are with great expectations, the reality may be less than the ideal. Tensions may rise, stress may appear in hearty measure. As Lancer says, when you're not able to speak to a relative, family get-togethers can usher in feelings of sadness, guilt, resentment, or inner conflict about whether or how to communicate. It was in the midst of such a funky moment that Jeff and Jill asked to come in and see me in November, about 20 years ago. They wanted to discuss last year's holidays. Two great people, I respected them from everything I could see, wonderful people, but Jeff's sister Maria did not like Jill. She poked fun of Jill's hairstyle, her choice of clothes, even the presents she gave to Jeff. And those little digs bothered Jill, bothered her greatly. Now her love for Jeff had led her to expect a loving relationship with the members of his family, right? That should follow. But that is not what happened in the case of Maria. Last year had been the worst. As soon as they arrived, Maria began making catty comments about Jill. But when Maria questioned her intelligence on Christmas Day, Jill blew up. She let loose with every foul word she could think of. Such had been the nature of the storm building within her that she cussed up a storm. Jeff's family of course, could not help but notice her cursing. <laughs> now, Jeff's mother, as any mother would do, stepped in to defend her daughter. She had heard Maria's jabs at Jill, but still she defended Maria. And then, as if their day had not gone badly enough, she called up her sisters to tell them about what had happened. Jeff's aunts had gone to another holiday dinner, off in another state. But those reports upset the aunts, just as it did the members of the family who were there. In response, the aunts, and their families decided 
that Jill and Jeff should not be attending any more family events. Now, Jeff's mother and father would not go along with this. Jeff said they were better people than that. And so Jeff and Jill have gone to the 4th of July picnic. In response, the aunts and their families decided to boycott what had once been a huge family affair turned into a small event where people tiptoed around each other. And since they had not enjoyed the 4th of July picnic very much, Jeff and Jill came home to talk about what would happen at Christmas. I could not help but think of dominoes. Johnny Vegas, a British actor and comedian, once said, there's a domino effect with the words you say. This domino effect is a reminder that words can take off from the situation in which they are shared and move on to be heard, digested, and then shared with others. This can go on and on and on and on. A few careless words can end up flowing out something like this. Conversation is one of the central arts of love says William Barton. This Taoist author, who was once a clergyman, says it requires attention, effort, and skill. It demands open minds and compassionate hearts. How many of your conversations reflect discontentment with life as it is or with the other as you are? Could you begin to turn them to expressions of delight and hope, of encouragement, learning, and healing? So asks William Martin. Most of us would prefer the bliss of sitting in a sweet chariot, of having the flow of love carry us along, and we would greatly prefer that to being the instigator of a chain of actions and reactions that roll into an ever-flowing stream. But there is a place we can gain control of this flow. There is some good news here. There is a place we can stop the dominoes before they start rolling. That place begins right where you are. It's your mind that creates this world, said the Buddha. In other words, you have control over what will happen to you. I believe we are solely responsible for our choices, says Elizabeth Kubler-Ross, and we have to accept the consequences of every deed, word, and thought throughout our lifetime. 
the kinship between human conversation and rolling dominoes happens in at least two ways. The first domino could be you, where you are the instigator. If you have been the instigator, it may be important to be overly careful in the future because you have what it takes to prevent the chain from being set in motion. My mama used to said, mind your tongue. And I think that means that when you understand that the community around you is in a relationship with you and to you, then your self-serving interests are less important to you than they used to be. Helping others begins by eliminating the harmful words that might originate with you, because if you can control your words, the domino effect will look like this. It will go nowhere. The first offender might also be someone else. If you are a respondent to that first offender, if someone else does the pushing, it is possible to avoid letting him or her intimidate you. Now, intimidate or intimidation happened in the earlier story of Jill. Jill had been intimidated by Maria. And intimidate is an interesting word. If you take the id out of intimidate, it becomes intimate. If you value intimacy in your holiday settings, there are four steps you can take to move from intimidate to intimate. And all of them involve controlling your id. First, get real. Get over the shock. Some people are cruel. Others do not know what they are doing. What difference does it make? Get over it. Second, stay silent and go deep. Find your way to your center. Reflect on your innermost concerns. Tune in to what your heart and soul are saying to you. Listen, stay silent, go deep. Third, diffuse any use with wiser I statements. Accusing makes people uncomfortable and angry. Choose I feel or I think or it affects me this way when you say that. This allows an aggressor to see things in a different way. And fourth, take a risk. After the I statement, step into the truth revealed to you when you say, get real. Something is going on inside, right? What is it? Can you explain it? If you can, share it. Getting over the shock, centering, making I statements, and taking a risk work together to block the development of a domino pattern in human relationships. Oops. I didn't stop it. 
<laughs> it's supposed to be stop worthy. Just turning yourself sideways is supposed to stop. Let's try again. It goes like that. Okay. Now, Jeff and Jill and I talked about the domino effect on a December afternoon, and they began to look at their situation from a different perspective than they had before. In that talk, they learned more about themselves, and they learned more about their relationships, and they learned more about the approach they wanted to follow with Jeff's family. Jill tried out speaking with I statements. She said, I was hurt, I felt bad, I could not understand. They went on to reconcile with Jeff's family, and they went home, back home, for Christmas. A gentle word, a kind look, a good-natured smile can work wonders and accomplish miracles, said William Hazlitt. Words which make us wonder, is it possible to enter this season with intention to share gentleness and kindness and the best of ourselves? with those around us, and then to do that in the best ways we know how. Before you leave today, I ask that you take a domino. They are set out by the back door. Take a domino, hold it as a reminder of what happens when dominoes begin to fall. Put it in your pocket, in your purse, or some other convenient location, and when you feel it or it happens into your sight, let it be a reminder of your role in shaping the conversations that are your central art of love and relationship and loving those around you, whoever they may be. May you be filled with attention, effort, and skill, mentally open and have a heart filled with compassion. And may you find a way to turn the bad and the otherwise not so good, into expressions of delight and of hope, of encouragement, learning, and healing. Namaste. Namaste.